All right, it's time to talk Kobe Bryant and Laker basketball with Larry the Laker. Larry, good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, we're doing all right. Uh, We spent a lot of time talking about Kobe. We're going to suspend all the Jazz Laker trash talk with you here out of respect. We can pick that up later. I expect we will with those two teams currently sitting 1-2 in the West. But we'll set all that aside for now. Uh, We wanted to talk to you for multiple reasons. One, you've been been following, it's clear from the tweets I see from you, uh, that you have been following the L.A. sports scene for a long time. And I grew up in San Diego, and I went to college in Santa Barbara and did radio and TV there afterwards. And that was all Laker Nation at that point. And it was Kareem, and it was magic. And i got to say, I never thought anyone could capture the town the way they did, especially magic with this persona. Kareem wasn't, you know, wasn't warm and fuzzy. But magic was, and he was out there. But you see the way Laker fans react to Kobe on TV. You see it with the Kobe fans and the Laker fans when they come to Utah. And, you know, timing's everything. Magic was there when uh, the, the Rams were still there going to NFC title games and you know, Kirk Gibson's home run in the Dodger World Series in 88. And by the time Kobe comes along, the Rams have moved to St. Louis and the Dodgers are going through the worst stretch that they had in L.A. And Shaq had a great run, but it wasn't that long. Kobe was the guy. You, you've been in L.A. a long time. Does anyone compare with him and the hold he had in the town when he was the only winner they had? You know, first of all, DJ, that's a really nice way of saying I am old because I am. And uh, <laughs> you're right. I mean, uh, believe it or not, the first game I ever went to, my dad took me. Now I was a little kid. Let's, let's qualify that. But it was uh, Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain. So that's how far back I go. But, um, you know, the thing about Kobe, it's a very generational thing. Um, he was my guy, absolutely. Now, true true honesty my generation magic was kind of like our guy he was the god you know and he's never really been supplanted but kobe is as close to that as ever was but that's my generation the kids who are younger um kobe is the man and and probably there was a lot of very very rough things yesterday but for me one of the roughest was um Early in the morning, I got a phone call. Um, I've got a son who's a freshman away at college. This is his first year away from home, so he's going to school in Dallas. So uh, I get this call from my son, and right away, that's unusual because they only text you, you know. And usually when he texts me, it's because he's out of money. So for him to call me on the phone, I was like, what's up, bud? And he's like, Dad, tell me it's not true. And I said, well... I had only seen at that point just the TMZ report. And I said, all I can tell you guys is that TMZ is, you know, usually right. And I said, we'll wait on this anyway. It wasn't long and it was true. And uh, the thing he said to me that, you know, you hear it through your kid and it's really heartbreaking. He goes, you know, Dad, this is my sports hero. This is my guy. And when you think about it, for a 19-year-old, he is his sports hero. So, I mean, it, it was it was a brutal, brutal day yesterday. I, I would say, without a doubt, without any doubt, the worst day in Southern California sports history and by a lot yesterday. Just awful. So you put all those people together who are L.A. sports hero, heroes, whether it be, you already mentioned Magic. I think you could throw Kareem in there, Chick Hearn, whoever it is, if it's Kirk Gibson, or even going way back, Sandy Koufax, and and uh, even L.A. Rams, the fearsome foursome, Merlin Olsen, blah, blah, blah. Where's Kobe rank? 
Well, you know, that's a, that's a toughie. I mean, again, for me, I've always been, you know, I, if you ask me who the greatest Laker is, I'll always say Magic. Um, but they have a very different time, different kind of player. Um, he, he's in the, Kobe's in the top three, let's say. And it really depends who you talk to. I, I don't think any football player, because we didn't have a team for so long, is even in the conversation. You know, Dodgers, probably the most iconic is either Kurt Gibson or Fernando. Um, they also, you know, Kurt was not a friendly, warm guy. So the fans love his moment, but not necessarily him. Fernando was beloved, but they didn't win. I mean, they, they did win one World Series, to take that back. I, I don't know. Um, you know, there's a ESPN writer, Ramona Shelburne, and she was on uh, television yesterday. And she said something I thought was really great because Ramona is, like myself, she's born and raised here. Uh, she grew up in the Valley. So even though she's a national writer, she's an L.A. kid at heart. And her comment was, she said, you know, Kobe is like the the spiritual mayor of Southern California. Like, it's more than L.A., by the way. It's all of SoCal. And he is the one guy who traffic will stop for, who everybody wants to see and everybody wants to talk to. Um, and he was. I mean, uh, just, just so bizarre. Um, the other thing I want to say to you guys while I think of it is I was trying to equate this to other things I've seen. And, of course, the first thing that came to mind the other terribly sad day in L.A. sports history was the day Magic announced he was HIV positive. And I'll never forget that day because it happened while everybody was at work and people are at their offices, everybody's crying. It was like somebody literally had died because in those days, that diagnosis, people kind of thought it meant you were going to die. That's how it looked. But the difference was that day, Magic walked off the dais that day after his press conference. He was still there. He was standing right in front of us. So there was always that glimmer of hope. And then medical science advanced, hope came through, and Magic is still here. What happened yesterday was so brutally final because he'll never be back. Yeah, his poor kid. I mean, geez, what a day. Yeah. You know, it's funny, I, I thought about the contrast to those two because, boy, if you've been around the Lakers, those two are just really special. You know, Shaq and Kareem emotionally don't have the same hold on the fan base. And I remember thinking, for everything we know and everything we think we know, Magic's here and Kobe's gone, and who would have bet on that? Because you're right, at the time of that Magic announcement, it felt like a death sentence. It felt, you know, I, the NBA players and the NBA fraternity – I was working in Sacramento then, and there were Kings players who told the PR person, I absolutely do not want to do interviews. You know, we had to call, and she had to say, they're just, they're out today. They, they just can't. Like, okay, they can't. Um, and, and then you see the players crying before games. You see Tyson Chandler. You know, here's a guy who's been in the league a long time, and I don't know what his relationship is with Kobe because of his age. I assume he's got one. And, and he's just balling. There's, there's no tough guy. That is gone. Just standing there at the start of the game. So how long is LA going to take to bounce back, or does it ever bounce back? This just changes everything. You know, that's the question when I woke up this morning. Um, this is going to be, obviously, an absolutely brutal week. Um, you know, I have no idea what the memorial is going to be. 
it's going to be the most massive thing you've ever freaking seen. But um, right now, you know, Popovich said yesterday after the game, I thought he nailed it in, you know, two words when he said, yeah, we lost. It was a tough game, but who cares? And that's L.A. right now. Nobody cares. I mean, tomorrow night we're supposed to play the Clippers in what was going to be a huge game. Um, You know, I was going to call you guys today anyway because we were going to talk about the Jazz being number two and the race in the West and what an incredible season it's shaping up to be. But right now, nobody cares. And um, I would be surprised if they actually play that game tomorrow night. I think both teams may get together and ask they postpone it um, because nobody can wrap their heads around the basketball game right now. Um, it's going to take a long time. It really is. You know, life moves on, and the games will be exciting, and the Lakers are obviously going to be in contention. Uh, you know, I feel bad for everybody involved because this was setting up to be a real special and exciting season, and I'm sure it still will be in the end. But, boy, you talk about it right now, and it's so raw, and everybody's just like, yeah, but, you know, every time they win and if they go to the playoffs, people are going to be looking at up for those jerseys. It's just going to be very difficult, but... Um, you know, we've seen this before. Um, life will go on. We'll just see how they handle the rest of the week for sure. Do you have any stories that you heard through your associations down there of Kobe being able to do stuff for people, whether it's a broadcaster's son or whoever it might be, that really have never uh, come to light? That, that's, a, that's a good one, PK. That is a very close friend of mine is a broadcaster, and he has a son, and it's not well uh, really publicized. It's kind of like a family thing, but he has a son uh, who is on the spectrum, um, has really struggled as a young man. And, you know, this particular broadcaster has been with the Lakers since Kobe's early years. So Kobe, every year on this particular young man's birthday, gives him a personal call. He, at the holidays, he always makes sure he gets this young man special gift whenever they bring him to the game. He has him uh, play the role of ball boy for, you know, and, and Kobe, there's a lot of people who are around the Lakers who if you're talking to them, he does things like that for people who work for the team. If somebody, an employer, somebody has a relative who maybe passes away suddenly, they'll all tell you the first person you get condolences is always Kobe. Obviously, it changed in the last few years a lot. But, you know, he was never a fan of the press. A lot of that. The other thing, uh, PK and, and DJ, I was going to say, you know, people ask why he had the hold he did. But when you think about it, you know, he comes to the Lakers 18 quickly. You know, L.A., the Lakers, and the city basically raised him from a pop. He was... He was ours, and he was ours from when he was just right out, right out of the shoot, you know. And there's never been an athlete in my time here, and I think it's very rare that an entire city goes through their raising of. And some of the moments were great. He had some really bad moments, but he was ours. And I think that's what really, really devastates people. Um, it's like, you know, my wife used to tease me all the time. Um, you know, I, I have two boys. And, 
back in the day, she used to always refer to Kobe as, yeah, you know, your third son. She used to tease me about it because I was so into everything Kobe was doing. But uh, that's how it was in the, in the town. And uh, it's going to take a while. I, I, I just don't know. Time will tell. Larry, we appreciate a few minutes. Next time you come on, uh, we're going to trash talk you, but we're just uh, we're going to pass on that right now. Hey, could I do one thing while I'm here? And this is totally off the subject, but I told my son yesterday I'd put in a word for him. Um, he's a uh, freshman at SMU, and his uh, fraternity is doing a national fundraiser. The reason I'm bringing that up is they're doing it for the Huntsman Cancer Institute in Salt Lake City. That is their their charity. Um, so I wanted to mention that for all the Salt Lake listeners, obviously. And, um, I can send uh, Jake or you guys a little link. No big deal. Any any donation is great. Um, it would make him feel great if some people chipped in. And it's obviously a fantastic cause. And uh, I'm real proud of the kids. They picked a fantastic charity to be involved with. And I just wanted to mention that while I was here. Well, we all know somebody. Uh, we've all lost somebody because of cancer. There's certainly a long line of people there. So that is excellent. Or maybe work. have some people saved because of the Huntsman cancer. That suit. too, excellent work. <laughs> yes, Mrs. K, right there. You know, Larry, I would suggest two things. One, send Yock the link, and he can get it up on our website. But also, tweet the link out and tweet it at PK and I, and we'll give you retweets, and we'll see if we can get it going viral. How about that? That sounds fantastic, guys. I I will do that as soon as I get out of the car here. Okay. Larry, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And tell your son good choice with the Huntsman Cancer Institute there. All right. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.